Christmas tide begins at sunset on the 24th of December. Historically, the ending of Christmas tide was sunset on the 6th of January. Christmas tide is commonly called the 12 days of Christmas. To this day, the Christian cultures in Western Europe and Latin America extend the season to 40 days, ending on the feast of the presentation of Jesus in the temple and the purification of Mary on the 2nd of February, also known as Candlemas. Merry Christmas! Yes, it's still the Christmas season, and welcome to Mental Prayer with Shalom Kaysen. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Everywhere else, please like, share, and subscribe. You can also support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month, and if you have questions or comments, I would love it if you leave me a voicemail. All those links are in the description below. Now let's begin as always, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christmas tide begins at sunset on the 24th of December. Historically, the ending of Christmas tide was sunset on the 6th of January. Christmas tide is commonly called the 12 days of Christmas. In the year 567, at the Council of Tours, they proclaimed that the 12 days of Christmas, from Christmas to Epiphany, was a sacred and festive season, and they established the duty of Advent fasting in preparation for the feast. In Western Christianity, Epiphany commemorates the visit of the Magi to the Christ child. It is sometimes called Three Kings Day and in some traditions celebrated as Little Christmas. I have a video all about Epiphany on YouTube. Just search what is Epiphany Catholic and you'll find it. Eastern Christians, on the other hand, commemorate the baptism of Jesus on January 6th. So January 6th is a very important day and that's the reason why traditionally the Christmas season ends at that date. However, in the medieval era, Christmas tide lasted from the nativity to the purification. To this day, the Christian cultures in Western Europe and Latin America extend the Christmas season for 40 days, ending on the feast of the presentation of Jesus in the temple and the purification of Mary, which both happen on the 2nd of February a feast also known as Candlemas because of the blessing of candles on this day inspired by the Song of Simeon, which proclaims Jesus as a light for revelation to the nations. Many churches refer to the period after the traditional 12 days of Christmas and up to Candlemas as Epiphany Tide, also called the Epiphany Season. So, the Christmas season is not over. Catholics, such as myself, will be celebrating Christmas at least until January 6th, which is Epiphany. And some cultures will celebrate Christmas all the way until February 2nd, which is Candlemas. So, let the joy of Christ's birth continue to bring you hope and happiness for a few, or many, more days. Now we're going to do a mental prayer on the topic of Christmas persecution because I want you to know that although it is a joy season, we also need to remember that Christ asked us to carry a cross and that burden can appear in any number of ways. So we're going to begin by reading Bible verses from Matthew chapter 2 which talks about Herod's persecution of the holy innocents. At that time, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph saying, Arise, and take the child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod will seek the child to destroy him. So he arose, and took the child and his mother by night, 
and withdrew into Egypt and remained there into the death of Herod, that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. Now I'm going to read the verses again, and I want you to continue thinking about how they make you feel. At that time, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph, saying, Arise and take the child and his mother and flee into Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod will seek the child to destroy him. So he arose and took the child and his mother by night and withdrew into Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod, that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. Let's read the verses again and this time think about what they mean to you. At that time, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph, saying, Arise, and take the child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod will seek the child to destroy him. So he arose and took the child and his mother by night, and withdrew into Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod, that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. Once again, I'm going to read the verses. Please continue to think about what they mean to you. At that time, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph, saying, Arise, and take the child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod will seek the child to destroy him. So he arose, and took the child and his mother by night, and withdrew into Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod, that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. With this next reading, I want you to think about how you can live holier based on these verses. At that time, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph, saying, Arise, and take the child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod will seek the child to destroy him. So he arose and took the child and his mother by night, and withdrew into Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod, that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. So what can we learn from these verses? Well, let's look at the moral virtues. There are four of them. They are prudence, always moving towards virtue and away from vice, justice, giving others what they deserve, fortitude, staying faithful during difficulties, and temperance, keeping balance in all areas of life. As I said before, Christ came in glory so that we could live forever with him and be happy, but he promised that we would have to carry a cross if we wanted to get to our eternal reward. As you can see from the Bible, persecution wasn't something just for ancient Rome. It wasn't something that only happened 500 or 1,000 years ago. Yes, it happened to the holy innocents in Jesus, Joseph, and Mary. They had to run away to Egypt, but it continues to happen to this very day. So don't be fooled. 
you will have to bear some crosses and that is fortitude. Your cross is going to be different than mine. American crosses are going to be different than European crosses. African crosses are going to be different than Asian crosses. Older people have different crosses than younger people, but you can be sure that there will be a cross or many if you want to get to heaven. So practice the moral virtue of fortitude. And it doesn't matter to God where you're from or how tall you are or how short you are, what color your skin is. You can practice fortitude and get to heaven just like anyone else. It takes much practice and patience, but if you have a fairly easy life right now, this is really the best time to prepare for future difficulties. So pray, 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 and ask God for his grace as often as possible. This has been Mental Prayer with Shalom Kaysen. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Everywhere else, please like, share, and subscribe. You can also support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month. And if you have questions or comments, I would love it if you leave me a voicemail. All the links are in the description below. Until next time, stay holy, my friends. And we're going to close out, as always, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.